Section 2 of The Artist or Young Lady's Instructor in Ornamental Painting, Drawing, etc. by B. F. Gandhi. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Grecian Painting, Lesson 1 Now, Ellen, you must get me a large sheet of paper or a cloth to spread over the table to catch any loose colors that may fall about. Also, a glass of soft water, a sheet of unglazed writing paper, a large white plate or palette, perfectly free from grease, and a good-sized drawing board. Here is a drawing board large enough to make my hand ache in carrying it, a cloth, a square palette heavy enough to remain steady while you rub your colors on it, and a glass of water clear as crystal and fresh from the pump. For which reason it will not be fit for our purpose. Oh, you may well look surprised, Ellen. I quarrel not with it for being clear and fresh, but if it came from the pump it is hard water, and I begged you to fetch soft water. If you will pay particular attention to my directions, it will spare you considerable trouble, and very often save you from a complete failure. You have heard probably how strikingly the great artist Michelangelo illustrated the importance of paying attention to circumstances apparently trivial. Have you not? No, Charlotte. At least I do not recollect hearing of it. I think you have taken a leaf out of Mamma's book, for she is fond of referring me to the sayings and actions of great men when she wishes me to pay particular attention to her advice. What did Michelangelo say? Upon one occasion, a friend accused him of idling away his time because he had been engaged several days upon a specimen of sculpture. No, said the artist, I have softened the features and given energy to the limbs. I have defined the muscles and added more expression to the mouth. I have retouched and repolished the whole. Well, replied his friend, but these are only trifles. You think so, said Michelangelo. Recollect, such trifles produce perfection, and perfection is no trifle. After this, Ellen, I hope you will be disposed to give minute attention to my instructions. I must now proceed to explain to you the contents of these two boxes. The smaller one contains all the materials for preparing the boards, but as I have a few already prepared by me, I shall defer explaining that process to you until I have taught you the painting. Then you do not consider the preparing the boards as part of the art? Yes, it is necessary you should be taught how to prepare them, because, while it is quite a new process, you may have difficulty in procuring them, particularly if you happen to be at any distance from London but if you can purchase them you had better, just for the same reason that you would prefer purchasing to manufacturing drawing paper or bristol board when about to make a drawing, not so much for the want of the ability to do it as the inconvenience and expense of preparing either in only small quantities. I shall, therefore, proceed to explain the painting first and show you how to prepare the boards afterwards. Now, Ellen, open the large box. You observe there are six small bottles of dry colors. 
cobalt blue scarlet lake lamp black chrome yellow number two indigo and indian red these have all been finely ground in spirits so that no grittiness remains the four cakes of color are prussian blue crimson lake indian yellow and burnt sienna one of the long bottles contains the fixing liquid and the other picture varnish there is also a port crayon and a piece of french chalk half a dozen camel's hair pencils of different sizes and one larger round camel's hair brush in tin two lead weights a pair of scissors a knife called a mezzotint scraper a skin of soft leather and a tooth and a nail brush dear me charlotte do you really use a tooth and a nail brush to paint with <laughs> i am not surprised by your inquiry ellen it must indeed appear odd to introduce such things they are not however used for the painting but only to apply the fixing liquid i now proceed to work the plan i shall adopt will be to draw before you and you must afterwards copy my performance the advantage of this will be that you will have an opportunity of seeing the drawing as it proceeds and by your copying part before the whole is finished i can more easily point out any little faults you make and explain the method of correcting them i will thank you for a book to put under the farther side of the drawing-board that it may be a little raised as the whole process is different from the usual method of painting i think it will render it much easier of attainment if i make my first drawing entirely an effect of light and shade without colour i shall therefore use only the lamp black i take out of the bottle about as much black as will lie upon a sixpence and put it on the paper which is kept steady by placing a lead weight upon each of the two corners the board which i shall make the drawing upon measures ten inches by seven but charlotte where is the picture for you to copy i can explain the process to you better without a copy the first study shall be in the style of one of claude's pictures his subjects being particularly well adapted to this art to commence with the sky i take one of the softest pieces of leather doubled up to form a little wad dip it on the colour smooth it lightly on a clean part of the paper to prepare it then rub it on the sky commencing where darkest and working more gently towards the light and by continuing to rub to and fro i get it equally and gradually distributed to darken the effect i add more colour as at first and when it appears irregular or spotted put more between the darker parts or if that will make it altogether too much shaded i take a clean piece of leather and dot off the darker spots just as you use bread to remove spots in a black lead or chalk drawing when i have thus produced the appearance of a beautiful gradation of tint for the sky with the same leather i form the clouds paying great attention in order to imitate the varied forms of nature contrast being essential to a good effect nature seems carefully to have avoided tameness and uniformity in her corresponding productions if you have dark clouds you must also have them relieved by light ones large by small etc in the drawing i am now about you may observe the upper clouds are streaked lengthened and dark while the lower ones are more curved compact and light 
Having thus formed the clouds by shading, I take a harder piece of leather to restore the effect of light, and folding it tightly in half, and then doubling it again, I obtain a hard corner, which I rub over the edges of the clouds to take off the colour. By continuing to rub, I easily produce quite a light edge, and to get a few sharper and brighter touches, I take the knife, and holding it firmly and very much aslant, scrape off the colour towards the highest lights. Having finished the sky, I proceed with the extreme distance. A piece of stiff leather will define the form, and commencing with the hill to the right as the darkest feature of the distance, I put the colour on in a broad, uninterrupted shade, taking care to leave none of the effects of light, which are easily restored with clean leather and the knife, as in the clouds. The distance is done with a light touch to keep it pale. Very marked forms in the distance or other parts of the drawing, as in the shaded side of the hill to the right, are obtained by rubbing close to the outline, after it has been shaded with a clean, hard piece of leather folded very tightly together, by which means it will become as clearly defined as can be desired. The effect of water on a fine day, when its surface will not be much disturbed by wind, will be given by the reflection of objects immediately over it. You may, therefore, shade as if it were an inverted sky at first, and all other objects at the water's edge will appear equally inverted. Only observe I make the outline less defined, and the depth of shade rather less than that on the object itself, particularly if the reflection be far from it. Thus the top of a lofty tree or building will, in the reflection, be quite pale compared with the trunk or base which may be near the edge of the water what is the reason of that cousin charlotte i thought water like glass reflected objects just as they are but as i shall only copy drawings at present and shall not be able for a long time to produce any for my own fancy perhaps it is not worth while to trouble you to give a further explanation now i assure you ellen if you understand the principles of any art you study you will be much more likely to succeed, not only in composition, but also in copying, whether from nature or a picture. Your notion that water is equal to glass in the power of reflection is not altogether correct, for it is only when the water is perfectly smooth and unruffled that it reflects a distinct image, and this is seldom the case with large bodies of water, such as that represented in this drawing. Therefore, the rule I have given applies to the general appearance of reflected objects. When the surface is much agitated, you will perceive scarcely any reflections of shade, while the light will be increased exceedingly. The reflection of the moon on rippling waves, for instance, presents a stream of brightness. Taking more colour for the middle distance, I proceed with greater confidence, being particular to make the forms of masses correct. The colour must be worked more over this part of the landscape to ground it in properly, and the leather moved not only to and fro, but also in a circular direction, taking great care too that the outline is clearly defined. Having put shade enough, I take a clean piece of leather, and very carefully restore the effects of light, on the extreme distance first, and on the middle distance afterwards, also on the reflected objects 
and finish with the knife to obtain the brightest touches of foliage and decided lights on the buildings etc all this must be done before the foreground is introduced in consequence of the quantity of color required for that part and its liability to be removed if the surrounding work is done afterwards you shall now copy this as far as it is done and show me how you have succeeded tomorrow this board which you may draw on is just the same size as the copy i will try what i can do charlotte but having always drawn an outline before i ventured to shade i fear i shall produce but an imperfect copy of yours might i not just sketch the form with a pencil for the first effort i think it would be a great help to me my objection to your sketching an outline is simply that i think it quite unnecessary the advantage of an outline in general is that it is made with some material which can be easily removed if required and it is requisite chiefly when you are about to put on a colour or substance which cannot be altered when once applied as in an indian ink sepia or coloured drawing you make the outline with a black lead pencil and alter it with indian rubber till you get it quite correct then you shade with the indian ink which cannot be altered but if wrong must be sponged out and entirely done over again now if you recollect i have explained to you that the shading of this drawing can be easily altered by adding more colour if necessary to enlarge any object or with a clean piece of leather taking off the colour to diminish it you will very soon find that you can get the proportions and likeness of objects more readily by introducing the whole mass of shade at once than by merely paying attention to the outline this remark applies in your case because you have made some little progress in drawing already for if you had never studied drawing at all it would be indispensable that you should first practice with an outline only to obtain a correct eye in copying the proportions of objects well then i will adopt your plan and dispense with the outline but as you will not be with me when i make my first attempt suppose i should from accident or want of sufficient care make such disproportioned forms as to induce me to wish to undo all i have done is there any possible way of removing it altogether if you should be so unfortunate as to spoil your drawing take a soft brush and with a little soap and water you can remove it entirely only let the board get perfectly dry before you use it again you must not hold it to the fire as that would soften the paint which is on the board and the composition will come off i am very much pleased to know it can be so easily removed i shall now set about it with confidence End of section two.